copywriter talking to you live from London and today I'm going to talk to you not what I planned I'm going to talk to you about a little bit of my writing journey um many many years ago for a short time in my life but a very wonderful time I wrote poetry and I was a a performing poet a poet performer my poetry wasn't necessarily that great on the page but once I performed it and I could move with the rhythm of the feel and the words, I felt completely connected, you know, and I loved that period. And I think I came to poetry because I found it as a way in which to heal. I was anxious to find my own voice and everywhere I turned, I felt that I, I didn't quite fit as a young black woman. And I was frustrated. I had a lot of things to say, but I was consciously worried, continually worried about saying the right thing. And let me tell you, if you're trying to say the right thing and you're trying to find your own voice at the same time, they blank out each other. You know, it can't work. Poetry gave me an opportunity to reconcile that. You know, I could enter the poetry circuits and it was a space where the culture was that you could say what you wanted to say and I remember my first poem was about mothers and you know in the black poetry circuit everybody talks about kings and queens you are my queen you are my king and I just thought this is not my story you know our mothers are mother earth and all that it wasn't my story my story was that I was really angry with my mother and I had a different story. Mothers are selfish, mothers can be this, mothers can be that and they say these things all in the interest of the child and it was a very angry but very therapeutic and and, and to my surprise it had resonance, you know, I had when I first performed I was so nervous, so scared thinking oh my god, you know, that the heavens are going to open and I'm going to be condemned for saying bad things about mothers. And don't get me wrong, I've got a huge amount of respect for mothers and I've been a step-parent myself, so this was all before that time. But it was, nevertheless, it was my truth and I was trying to be authentic. And indeed, that was the most authentic I had ever been in my life, in, 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 you know, in a, a small public place. I remember when I finished feeling absolutely exhausted uh, you know, I was shaking of fear and finally being able to give birth to this uh, need. And the response was amazing and it validated me and that allowed me freedom to write more. And I, I grew so much from writing poetry, but mainly poetry was a place of healing for me, a place where I had no boundaries, but I could get up pick up a pen and connect um, with my hand and paper. And it, it's still a very, very intimate experience for me. I've battled all the time, though, with daring to say what I want to say and worrying about what's acceptable. And even to now, I haven't really achieved it. You know, these podcasts have not been easy for me, trying to not be correct and just trying to speak naturally 
believe me, you know, it's been a battle and I edit and my mentor says, just be free, just, just, you know, but still that writing changed my life. It healed me, but it also gave me my voice in a way that I needed to, you know, I needed to find a way to make sense of who I was and where I fitted in and a place of forgiveness and recognition and to feel the fear as a place of strength and not weakness. And I began to build on that. You know, I I, ha- I haven't published much, but I writing has been all the way through since being a young woman as a place of healing. In fact, if I don't write, I'll tell you the truth. I never feel right. I never feel quite right. And although most of the time I do most of my work on the keyboard, the truth is that intimacy a pen, my hand and a paper um, has no comparison. It's still, if I'm writing new ideas, really connecting with myself, my soul, what I, I want to say, I have to pick up a pen and return to paper. The keyboard, it sort of puts me in a slightly editing mode and takes me away from a level of intensity. So it's efficient when you're on the keyboard, but when I'm writing, really for myself, for clients, and it has to be as intimate, as accurate as possible, then I return to my hand, the pen and paper. Don't get me wrong, I know that there are some people that write brilliantly on the keyboard, and but that's the process for me. So I've written, you know, I've written all kinds of things privately, mainly, and I mean all kinds of things. I, I learned, for example, at one time I was involved in a jewellery business and I, I realised that I could write concepts around jewellery and describe them also rhythmically, that I could speak for people that were doing um, fashion um, parades, you know, that I could walk through and be descriptive about what people were wearing. And I loved it. But I also, I've taken a lot of qualifications. I've got about five degrees. and one of them is a law degree. I found myself able to write business plans and write formally because of those legally skills. I remember there was a time when I was teaching A-level law and business law. And then in the afternoon or the following day, I'd be selling jewellery at a market store or at a, a, an event. And the brain, I could feel the brain just switching from one side to another. And that probably what I've been doing all my life, you know, that that you sort of inhabit the space of other people, especially before I was able to find my own voice. And now all those early sort of like putting on other people's identities to see if they fit and then trying to speak through them, I think they come back today as a skill in copywriting because I know that the thing that's always been of dominant concern to me has been my racial identity and trying on this. And am, am I this type of black person? Am I this type of black person? No, I'll be this type of black person. And now I feel that I can access so many different sides. And in copywriting, that is very powerful and very useful um, because it sort of complements poetry, law, sociology. I did a, a PhD 
looking at the experience of black students in further education colleges. That's another type of discipline to write in writing from law and from poetry and writing blogs, journalist, journalist style. The most important thing is really honestly inhabiting a space authentically, being real to it, do it justice, not just justice to yourself, but be an honest representation of what you're trying to be. So poetry, I think, is where I start for being in this position now as a copywriter. And I love it. I, I have to say that I'm loving this journey of being a copywriter. I love inhabiting different spaces. I love that I can listen to the voices of my brothers and sisters and really think about what are they trying to say and really getting into it. And the biggest satisfaction is them saying, wow, I, I had one client and he said, Molly, this is scary. And that for me is like doing a job well. And I suppose podcasting, probably the closest to my returning to something like poetry performing. And I'm trying not to be, though, a poetry performer, talking to you just directly as Marlene Ellis, the hat-trick copywriter, because this isn't about trying to perform. It's about talking to you and just about who I am and uh, my journey that I want to take you on as I go through the growth of being a specialist writer for black entrepreneurs. Um, and and I, I, that's another thing. Let me tell you, it's writing for black entrepreneurs because that's the business space. But a lot of me has been political. Uh, you know, I say sometimes that the identity of a scholar activist. Activism on behalf of social justice, black African rights, has always been present in my life. And one of the things that copywriting allows me to do is do that marketing stuff for some activist work. And that's really, really important because sometimes, you know, as political activists, it's very difficult. It's often a voluntary work and it becomes less professional in trying to put uh, promotions together, marketing and getting the message out there. It becomes really difficult for volunteers trying to push an important message. But in fact, often things that get changed in society start from that space of activism, gaining momentum, pushing change. And I'm very, very committed to that work because there has to be change. And marketing, promoting your business is also about change. There's no point in you just doing something that's just the same as somebody else you bring to the market a different angle, a different perspective. Well, activism is the same. So I see my work also grounded and committed to that work, helping to get the message out. And, um, and one of those things is reparations. So the, the reparations movement is gathering force. But the writing for that, from a Black African perspective, is a very unique kind of way. It's, it's very, very different again. You know, Audrey Lord used to say, you cannot bring down the master's house with the master's tools. And reparations is a, a whole area that tries to speak 
in its own language because of that, those arguments. So copywriting in, in that space is a very, very special challenge and also an honour to be involved in that work. So in some ways, it's completely different to working with black entrepreneurs who are working inside established language. And at the same time, when we're trying to elevate blackness as a marketable uh, commodity that's owned by you, then it also does require a different elevation. You know, the, the quality of blackness, what, the value of that in the market space, my agenda is to elevate that because we know it's often been a case that we know that um, as consumers, you know, we, we contribute a lot to the marketplace. And as business owners, we must generate much more for the growth of the black business, black community. So they are all interrelated and each requires a different way of approaching and using language and making the word on the page of a strategic approach, especially from the growth of online media. It needs those dynamic sort of aspects of getting your message out. And my agenda is that we use that more and better and better. So from my earlier days of writing, in fact, I did publish a CD remember CDs? It was called The Edge. I've probably still got the poems somewhere. But from those days of poetry performing to being a professional copywriter, I think it's been a great journey. But the most enjoyable one is the one I'm having right now, speaking to you and growing my business. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Have a great weekend. And I'm going to... Talk to you again at 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning. Bye-bye.